This is Who's at the Door, book one in the Things That Go Bumpin' in I trilogy by J.C. Bratton, performed by Floor 5 Theatre Company, produced by Floor 5 Theatre Company and Blue Milk Publishing. To learn more about this project or to download the ebooks, please visit www.bluemilk.co. Chapter 5 Mark and I hurried over to our favorite burger joint and grabbed some sliders. It was good comfort food considering what we had gone through in the last 24 hours. Hey, did you notice that Beth and Erica have the same doorbell monitor that I have? I asked Mark. Yeah, no, we're talking about. I saw that too, Mark said with his mouth full. Beth said she knew Mary from school. You know, let me see if she has a Facebook page. Beth Reese of Edenvale. Mark took out his phone and browsed through various Facebook profiles and found Beth. It was a selfie of she and Erica. Beth had some public wall posts. In fact, one of was from yesterday, around 3.40 p.m. She shared the video from her phone. There was no one at the door. The timestamp was 3.33 p.m. Oh my God! What time is it now? I asked Mark frantically. It's almost 3.30 p.m. now. I wonder. Mark's sentence was interrupted by a buzz from my phone. A motion detection at 3.33 p.m. Oh no, Mark! I didn't dare to look at my phone. Give me your phone. Mark demanded. I handed it over to him. A pale look came over his face. What the hell? I had to look. I moved next to Mark and saw the video. A piece of paper was blowing in the wind. The paper blew in front of the camera and read, Beth, in blood red. We need to go back and see Beth. Now. (sighs) Beth was in her room, fully satisfied after the big meal that her mom cooked. The girl's mom had to leave the house to pick up their father, as his car was in the shop. Beth put on her headphones. She was drifting to sleep, but was awakened by a series of tapping noises, as if someone was tapping on glass. Beth removed her headphones and looked around. She didn't see anything out of the ordinary. Her window was open to let in a breeze and everything looked to be in place. Shrugging it off, Beth put her headphones back on. The tapping grew louder and then there was a voice. A woman's voice. Beth shot out of her bed and screamed, Who's there? 
Her heart was racing and her breath grew harder. Nothing. There was no one in the room. Terrified, Beth raced to her bedroom door only to find that she couldn't open it. It was jammed. The tapping continued and the voice grew louder. Now Beth realized where the sound was coming from. Beth was facing the door and very slowly turned her head to view the mirror in the room. We raced to Beth's house. Fortunately, we didn't get a speeding ticket. Mark jumped out of the car. With my walking boot on, I hobbled as fast as I could to the front door. Mark rang the doorbell and knocked really hard. Coming. Erica's voice didn't sound anxious or concerned. Erica, hurry up. It's Mark and Jamie from earlier. Mark stated in panic. Erica opened the door and Mark raced inside. Beth! Beth! Mark shouted. Whoa, wait. What's going on? Erica's eyes were wide open with concern. We're afraid something could be wrong with Beth. Where is she? Mark asked. She should be upstairs in her room. Erica said with a very confused look on her face. Mark ran up the stairs. Erica and I followed as fast as we could. Oh my god! Mark shouted. Beth's door was open and she was unconscious on the floor. Her left arm was exposed and there appeared to be marks burned into the skin as if someone grabbed her arm and squeezed it with something that was red hot. Beth! Beth! Erica cried out as she ran over to her sister. Slowly, Beth regained consciousness. Erica and Mark picked Beth up and moved her onto her bed. Erica told me to grab some cream and a washcloth from the bathroom down the hall. I returned with the items and a cup of tap water. Erica thanked me and had Beth take a small sip of water. As Beth sipped her water, she whispered, Mirror. Mirror? Mark questioned. The mirror. Beth said more deliberately. I glanced around and noticed that there was a large object behind the door. It looked familiar. I looked behind the door to see the same seven-foot mirror that had been in my parents' attic. Mark, it's my parents' old mirror, I shouted. Mark came over and stared at it. When did you get this mirror? Mark asked Erica. My parents bought it at an antique sale about five years ago, I think. Erica explained. For some reason, Beth was mesmerized by it, so Mom and Dad let her have it. The mirror. Beth said again. Yes, Beth. What happened? Erica asked gently. I, I, I don't remember. Ouch! Beth fed the burn marks. I just remember that I saw something in the mirror and then blacked out. The mirror didn't look out of the ordinary. It was maybe just a bit more worn than might be expected. How did you know to come back here and that Beth was in trouble? Erica asked with concern on her face. 
Mark looked over at me as if hesitant to explain the situation, but he continued. Jamie has a motion detector, just like the one you have installed in your house, at her place. It was set off today, and a piece of paper came flying onto the screen that said Beth. Do you have the video, Jamie? I took out my phone and loaded the app, but the video was gone. I guessed. Mark, the video is gone. Mark grabbed my phone. The last video was the pizza guy at the door from last night. Erica, Beth, we swear to you, there was a video. I think you both should leave, Erica said with a suspicious look. Something is not right here. We want to help, I pleaded. No, please go. We appreciate your concern, but please, Erica said boldly. We honored her wishes and walked out of the house. This is crazy, Mark. I feel like this is one big nightmare. Let's go see Sheriff King, Mark said sternly. We need to get to the bottom of this. As we pulled into the station, Sheriff King arrived simultaneously. We stopped him as he got out of his vehicle. Sheriff, we need to speak with you now, Mark urged. We have some very important information about the Mary Montgomery case. Okay, son, calm down, Sheriff King said while patting Mark on the shoulder. You and Miss Jamie here can come inside my office and we can chat. We sat down in Sheriff King's office. It was a medium-sized office. He had a library of books about sociopaths, unsolved murders, small-town crimes. And one that stood out in particular was titled Hanako's Son, Myth or Reality? Mark and I went into detail about the events of the last day and a half. The sheriff didn't look at all suspicious about what we were telling him. In fact, he seemed intrigued. Beveries? Sheriff King muttered. Well, we questioned her when Mary disappeared. She told you that she befriended Mary? Well, uh, that's not what we gathered. We had some reason to believe that she may have been the mastermind behind the Bloody Mary incident. Mark and I looked at each other in amazement. Beth is very popular at the school. She's been known to be uh, kind of mean. My son goes to school with Erica, and he's seen how the girls behave. They tend to make fun of others who are a little awkward like Mary was. Mr. Reese, the girl's father, is a principal at the school, and there's a chance he knew that Beth was guilty of the bullying. This is all speculation. We don't have any proof. I mean, I shouldn't even tell you what I'm telling you right now. Now, this incident regarding the mirror and the burn marks, well, I owe the Reese's a visit. I'll see what I can gather. What do you think this all means, Sheriff? I asked. I mean, everything that happened with my accident, the videos, the mirror, is there a logical explanation? The sheriff turned his head over to his library of books. Miss Jamie, 
As you can see, I read a lot of books on unsolved mysteries and even the occult. I do believe you experience uh, something. Hopefully there's a logical explanation. The sheriff took down our contact information and he would give us a call. He seemed to sympathize with us. We definitely wouldn't expect him to share as much as he did, as this was an ongoing investigation. However, he was as keen as we were to get this mystery solved. Thank you for listening to Who's at the Door, book one in the Things That Go Bump in the Night trilogy by J.C. Bratton. Performed by Floor 5 Theatre Company, produced by Floor 5 Theatre Company and Blue Milk Publishing. To learn more about the project or to download the ebooks, please visit www.bluemilk.co. Stay tuned for the next episode of Who's at the Door. The bus stopped at the school and Mary headed out. Beth Reese and her friends were talking about boys and playing on their smartphones. As Mary walked by, Beth and her friends looked up at her, turned to each other, and started whispering and laughing. What Mary didn't realize was that she started spotting on her pants. Mary, dear, oh my! Looks like you have your period. Mrs. Johnson greeted Mary. Can I go to my locker first? As Mrs. Johnson walked with Mary to her locker, Mrs. Johnson gasped in horror. <gasps> there it was, in blood red. Bloody Mary, written boldly across Mary's locker. <laughs>